This is Dare Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, friends and family. This is Dare Hallmark. My name is Dara, your host for this show where we talk about Hallmark Channel movies, TV shows, and stuff. If you hear a whirring noise in the background, that is my heater because we had a particularly chilly weekend um, here in the Northeast of the United States. So, how was your weekend? Did you drink water? Did we work out? We had three movies to keep us company this past weekend, and we're going to talk about one of them right now. Feeling Butterflies came on on Saturday, and it stars Kevin McGarry and Kayla Wallace, who's a real-life couple. It's really cool that we can see real-life couples playing leads against each other in a movie super cute this is our intro into spring and can i say off the jump this movie did give me spring vibes with the color palette and the aesthetics of the set of the home that kayla's character emily was in of the clothes the wardrobe that they were doing that they were wearing the butterflies themselves were incredibly colorful this was a very spring in an aesthetic way, a spring movie. So allow me to give you the premise as I saw it. Emily is the owner of a butterfly sanctuary with her best friend, Adam. They are in need of trying to get some more jobs so they can really, you know, drum up business. They get a call from Rebecca O'Keefe, who's like this superstar. And she wants to release 500 butterflies at her wedding. And it's between Emily and her business nemesis, Morgan. We meet Morgan in the opening when Emily is showing kids butterflies. And she sees that next door, Morgan is also doing a butterfly party. So they kind of like, who can release the most butterflies? Who can wow the kids the most? Blah, blah, blah. So throughout the course of the movie with Emily trying to get all of these butterflies for Rebecca O'Keefe, she is also dealing with getting closer to the girl whose birthday she was at in the beginning, Q. Kevin McGarry, because he plays the dad, Garrett, and the little girl is named Amanda. Now, as we get to know Garrett, we find that Garrett had has an ex-girlfriend who keep who's keeping tabs on the kid, if I may say so. He's calling him and he 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 is almost like he has to answer and the okay, keep all right. I'm going to just pause, put a pin in this real quick and and kind of go into what I think about this element of the movie. Um number 1, I loved that Kevin's ex-girlfriend was a black woman. <laughs> I was not expecting that. When they opened the door and she, he said, Jill, I said, ah! <laughs> you guys, I want to see more interracial couples on Hallmark. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> um, so that was a pleasant surprise. But Jill is giving me like 
the Charmin version of Devil Wears Prada. Like she's giving me boss lady. Like that that scene where we can't. She's already at her house, but she's in her her. I'm about to fire you dress, walking to her Audi car. I said you better go ahead, sis. Now, sis was giving me cardboard vibes, though. Like, she wasn't giving anything in terms of a performance, unfortunately. Like, it just came across mad stale. However, I appreciated that she was in there. Um, I did not like the dynamic of Garrett and Jill. I did not like that it seemed like he kept holding on to her, on to her even though he was saying there was nothing there. And he kept picking up her phone call every time she called as if she mattered. And it's like, if she didn't matter, like what was so important that he had to keep answering her phone call? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand that. I, so he was like, he's saying he's done with Jill, but then, you know, he's catch, he had feelings from the first time he saw her at the birthday party in the, in the opening scene, like Kevin, he tried. <laughs> Kev tried, but you can tell through his eyes he is in love with that woman in real life. And it played, like, it showed on screen. It was like he couldn't even, like, the attraction and the chemistry was instant. Like, it was it was built in. It was already there. There was never a, um, a growing attraction. You know what I'm saying? It was, like, built in. So, I didn't, like, that quote-unquote complication of him still having the ex-girlfriend so involved in his life with his daughter but yet he's catching feelings for Emily and then like that reminded me of Winter Castle not yeah Winter Castle with Amelia Ulrup um where he was catching feelings for her character but yet he was still trying to have this other woman who's been involved in his life and in his daughter's life. It's just like, you you better make up your mind. Stop. Things don't have to be complicated unless you make them complicated. Like, make a decision. That was one of the things that was annoying me. Like, I feel like I'm tired of these Hallmark men sometimes being these, like, they're not able to make decisions. They're not, they're, I'm just, what? What do we do? Like, my best when I when I saw that, it's in Murder She Bakes. This is the example I'll give. There was a moment I was watching the fifth, fourth, fifth one because I think there's six in total. I watched the fifth one, and there was a moment where Cameron Matheson's character, his name is Mike, he was confessing his feelings to Allison Sweeney's character Hannah, and you know, typically in Hallmark movies, when the guy is about to say something, you know, they get cut off and then by somebody, like a third party comes in saying, oh, we need you. And then they just go. But I loved that Hannah stayed and Mike continued to say what he needed to say. Say what you need to say. <laughs> say what you need to say. Like he said what he needed to say. And it was like bit, bam, boom, you know? And I love how forward Mike's character is when it comes to pursuing a woman that's the thing I feel like a lot of the way a lot of the ways that the Hallmark men are written they are not very forward it's they're they're very like this like misunderstanding assumption like I'm 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 growing a little bit weary of that for instance um Kayla's character Emily 
when uh when Jill stopped by unannounced and Garrett was trying to explain to her she was just like no 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 I don't need to and I'm just like why don't you listen to what the man has to say like maybe it'll clear up something I don't know but I yeah I I think I'm kind of over the mis misunderstandings and assumptions and the comp the quote-unquote complicate and we saw that and don't forget I love you too with why is Amelia Ularup getting these characters who already got women in their lives with daughters I mean, men's getting these male characters who already have women in their lives with their daughters. What is going on? I just thought about that. That's a second movie with that same kind of romantic storyline. Y'all. So that, that was one thing. I mean, we don't have to talk about the chemistry because we already know it's there. I like okay i i was bored i there were a couple moments where i laughed but i think honestly if it wasn't kevin and kayla this i wouldn't care like i i mean you know there was a lot of hype about it so I'm, i'm just like yeah kevin and kayla let's go but the story just didn't captivate me enough and i thought we would see her more in a scientific role um i don't know i just i don't see myself re-watching this and also there were a lot of times where like they needed 700 i thought they already had 300 or 400 so they just needed 300 more but he said like the math wasn't adding up at certain points the timeline was getting fuzzy because i thought the duration of the whole movie was four weeks because we're leading up to a wedding. But then it was like, like I was, I was confused in, in quite a bit of, of, of places. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't, I just don't know. I think the, yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, the scene with her dad just airing out her business on laundry and her bank account on on Front Street. Like, he told her social security number, her credit card number, her phone number. Like, he gave, he gave Garrett the tea, the coffee, and the water, and the milkshakes. Like, all of them. But I... I almost loved it. Like, I was indeed embarrassed for her, but I was just like, thank you. I was also relieved. Because I was like, finally, like, somebody say something. Like, I, I did, like, I appreciated those moments. That happened with the kid as well. Amanda said, Dad, don't you think she's pretty? You said she's pretty, right? <laughs> and he was like, well, yeah. Like, And then um, Emily's dad was like, oh, so this is the guy you have a crush on. And she was like, damn. <laughs> I enjoyed those moments and they brought um, some comedic relief. Even when Kevin um, hammered his thumb and he was like, son of a beast thing. I thought, I'm like, really? <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I don't know, fam. I just, <laughs> this movie gets a, a good two and a half crowns. One crown for Kevin, one crown for Kayla, and the half crown for Butterflies. And that's pretty much it. 
the actual wedding of Rebecca O'Keefe, seeing the butterflies, that was a bit underwhelming. Um, I knew Garrett was going to come back, so it was the classic, I'm moving, no, I'm staying. Like, that's that's what it was. Um, y'all, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, this 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 movie didn't do it for me, unfortunately. Unfortunately, this one didn't do it for me. Um, I hope to see Kevin in another movie. I know with Kayla, I'm, um, I don't watch When Calls the Heart, so I am not familiar with her performances or with her acting style. I definitely enjoyed her in this, though. As a, like, I enjoyed her performance in this, but I think the story just, just didn't do it for me. I would have preferred if they were in, if it was, if it was something a little bit more slick, almost like Wedding Veil. Like, if we took care, um, Kevin's character from the Wedding Veil, but gave it a different storyline opposite Kayla and they were in the city and it was a bit, more fast-paced with some banter like i i think i definitely would have been more into that and i'm i don't know if i missed it but i where was the movie set like did we get any type of geographical grounding like did we know where we were in the movie um because i saw some facades some exteriors that reminded me of new orleans but i wasn't sure if we were there, I, I didn't know that was that was something too. Um, yeah, y'all. I I hope I'm still your friend, but <laughs> this movie just this didn't do it for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really trying to think if there's. I really just want to make sure I'm, I say all that I I need to say. Make sure I didn't take notes for this one. I just kind of took it in. And so I'm giving you um, just kind of how I feel off the dome. I think those are my those are my main points. Those are my main points. Uh, well, you guys, let me know what you think. Uh, there is a YouTube companion, a YouTube video that is a companion to this podcast. So you're welcome to watch that and leave a comment on the video, or you can leave a voice message that there's a link for it in the show notes and it will take you to a page where you are able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts i will take said voice message and play it here on the podcast in an episode and i will respond to it just as if we're having a conversation so that's that's kind of where we are right now we don't have a movie from hallmark coming up this weekend Um, We are getting an encore presentation of Harmony from the Heart on GAC, starring Jessica Lowndes and Jesse Metcalf. And we are also getting The Wedding Fix um, this on Sunday, uh, this Sunday on Up TV, which is their last March movie, if I'm not mistaken, because I don't think they have one at the end of the month. Um, at least not that I've seen yet. I keep checking their website and I don't see anything. Well, you guys, that is all that I have for you for this episode of Dear Homework. Thank you again for tuning in. I appreciate every ear that lends itself to Dear Homework. For more info about me or Dear Homework in general, please follow Dear Homework on Instagram 
and also subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Don't be a visitor or a guest. Become a family member. It's free. And you can rate and review the podcast as well if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And lastly, I want to let you guys know, Rama Drama is quick and fastly approaching. You want to make sure you get your tickets so you can be in the room where it happens. We got Danica McKellar, Jen Lilly, Aaron Cahill, Brittany Bristow, Neil Bledsoe, Ryan Pavey, Tyler Hines, Andrew Walker, Trevor Donovan, Wes Brown, the whole cast of Sign Seal Delivered. Shout out to all my postables. I'll be there soon. Once I finish Chesapeake Shores. Once I finish the chest. Speaking of Chesapeake Shores, I have to say this. Ruth Hill from Media from the Heart. Thank you so much. If you guys are not a part of her Facebook group, please be a part of that Facebook group. Join, join, join. Media from the Heart. She does Zoom podcasts at all times of the day. Um, multiple days a week where you're actually able to join in on the Zoom recording of the podcast. So you are there watching her chat with the the interviewee, be it author, writer, speaker, podcaster, um, actor, whomever. And this past Friday, she had none other than Mr. Andrew Francis of Chesapeake Shows. Yeah, I said it right. My brother, Connor O'Brien, was in the building. And it was so dope hearing his... Um, just first of all, the conversation was, was so easygoing and, and fluid and flowing. Like It was so good just watching the conversation. But also being able to ask him questions... She allowed us to come on and ask him questions, which was really cool. And so I asked him about how him and his other castmates, specifically the the cast, um, the actors who play his siblings. So Megan Ori, who plays Abby, um, Emily, <laughs> Amelia Ulrup, who plays Bree, Brendan Penny, who plays Kevin. And oh, my gosh, this is so sad. I forgot the woman who plays Jess, but Jess, no, I love you. Um, how they create a chemistry. And he said, um, I'm going to just kind of boil it down to what we see on screen is what is how they react. Like they genuinely act like a family off screen. So that's how we're able to see it on screen. And I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. So that was such a cool opportunity because um, I, I don't, I don't, at least to my knowledge, I don't see him being interviewed by people, you know, because he has a thriving, bustling voiceover career. Like he makes, he's done, his voiceover work alone is like as long as a CVS receipt. Okay. So he's, he, he ain't hurting for nothing. But something that we talked about is seeing Andrew as a leading man in a Hallmark movie. And I definitely want to see that. He has such charisma and such character, such dynamic. Like I love Andrew as an actor, which is what, like he captivated me, honestly, more than Neil Bledsoe in, um, coming home for Christmas the first time I watched it I was like oh my gosh who is this and why isn't he my best friend and then after multiple watches you know Neil that's our next door neighbor that's our best friend right now but I I love I I, I'm so grateful I had the chance and the opportunity to be in on that conversation so be sure you again media from the heart on Facebook join the Facebook group so that you can be hip to when she interviews different people 
So, any other shoutouts? Um, that's that's all I got. That's all I got. Well, you guys, I will talk to you tomorrow when we are back at the shores, y'all. It is. First of all, next week we're going to be finished season four. We're going to be finished season four next week. This is insane. I didn't think we would be finished season four this fast. I didn't know it was six episodes. I thought it was your regular, regular ten. But we have six. So we're going to, we're like more than halfway done now with episodes three and four of season four of Chesapeake Shores. We'll finish it up next week and then come the end of the month, we are going to be driving into season five, which literally people keep saying it is the best, the best, the best, the best, the best. So I'm super excited to finally be getting into season five and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.